0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience podcast and I'm your host Farooq. Inshallah today I want to talk about the heart. There's a piece of flesh in the body if it becomes good or reformed the whole body becomes good. But if it gets spoiled the whole body gets spoiled. And that is the heart. The heart is something we must really protect, especially using our faith and hope and trust in Allah. And we have to think of it as our fortress. We mustn't let shaitan in or anything that is forbidden for us, anything that is bad for us. We mustn't let it into our heart. So you build this fortress around your heart. Like our rib cages protect our heart, our rib cage protects the organs of the body. Um, but what we're looking for is something that can protect that even more and the entrance through the chest. And that is one way the shaitan can try and come in. Our strength, our prayer, everything that we do protects our heart. Because the last thing we want is for shaitan To just make his way in And the only way he's going to come in Is if you invite him If you don't invite him If you are praying often If you are turning to Allah If you are in dhikr Remembrance of Allah All these things protect you And when you are consistent with it Especially the shaitan knows That okay if I'm going to be visiting this castle or fortress i'm going to be hearing allah's name and i know that this person does it daily and he wouldn't want to keep coming to visit and that way it keeps him away you know and that's that's the kind of status we want to be in inshallah see if you allow shaitan into your heart he's going to make you think that all the bad things that you once knew as actual bad, he's going to make them look good. He's going to allow you to make excuses, but little will you know that there's a deception behind this. And such as the things that we are seeing today, haram is being normalized in so many ways, that we don't even know, sometimes we can't even distinguish between what is right and what is wrong because the consensus or the majority, if they start to commit a certain sin it starts to become normalised and everyone else thinks well if all these people are doing this then surely it's something okay to do, it's not a bad thing And that's where the deception lies. And that is why our faith is important. And we are reminded that our limitations are there to protect us, not to stop us from having fun or wanting to do a certain thing because everyone else is doing it and you're not allowed to do it. No, you know, there are going to be times with our faith we're going to be tested in so many ways. Listen to this hadith. When practicing Islam, Anas ibn Malik reported The Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, A time of patience will come to people in which adhering to one's religion is like grasping a hot coal. And that is Sunan al two two 2260. And there's also Sahih, authentic, according to Albani. Now just imagine picking up burning coal, let alone holding it. Or if you're not picking it up, someone's putting it directly onto your hands. That is literally going to melt through to your bone, right? You're going to want to literally let go of it within milliseconds because you don't want it to impact you. Just think about this hadith And that's what's going on today It's going on in so many different ways Where people who are free to practice Islam Are either ashamed of the religion Or they don't want to do it in public Some people are literally forced not to practice their religion They aren't free to practice it Look what's going on in many countries around the world where they're banning certain things that are to do with Islam. Islamophobia is on the rise. It's been going on for so many years. It's only recently started to be something of a big deal because there have been organisations who have raised awareness of this and there is such a thing as Islamophobia. And, you know, a lot of Muslims suffer because of it. Honestly, it's it's a tough time. It's a testing time, especially for our religion. That's why our faith, our knowledge, that we learn more about the deen. And the more and more we learn about it, the more we understand, the more we are aware of what's going on around us right now. What kind of things are to come Especially with the trials and tribulations, and what we must do to protect our hearts. So, what kind of things can we do to protect ourselves from Shaitan? You know, there's, there's a few remedies that have been passed down. So, like the morning and the evening adhkar's, the supplications. So, there you know, there are a collection of prayers that you can pray in the morning and evening. The Messenger of Allah wasallam) said, Recite Surah Al-Ikhlas and Surah al Falak and Surah Al-Nas three times at dawn and dusk. It will suffice you in all aspects and that is from Riyadh Al-Saliheen. These three chapters of the Qur'an are just some things that we can recite and they literally take a few seconds to recite and they protect us throughout our lives, especially from shaitan. What is also advised is reading and reciting the Qur'an And making a regular habit of this Even if it's a page a day Even if it's a line a day Anything from the Qur'an Anything that you can extract and learn from And not just recite but also learn the meaning of the Qur'an And that way it gives you that connection with the Qur'an And it's such a beautiful way to learn In a hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah Prophet Muhammad said, Do not make your houses as graveyards. Shaitan runs away from the house in which Surah Al-Baqarah is recited, and that is from Muslim. So just imagine every now and then you recite from Surah Al-Baqarah and that way it keeps the shaitan away and that way you're not even letting him into your house, let alone into your chest and then access your heart. You're not letting him into your four walls. That is such a beautiful protection, and that is something we must really, really start to understand more. You can also recite Ayat al along the way, uh, anywhere you travel, anywhere you walk towards. There are so many things you can do. Observing good manners is another thing that is essential, especially when you leave your house, you seek refuge from being accompanied by Shaitan. The Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever says upon leaving his house, la billah, I begin with the name of Allah, I trust in Allah, there is no altering of conditions, but by the power of Allah. It will be said to him, You are guided, defended, and protected. And that way the shaitan will go far away from him. And that again is from Riyadh Salehin. This is such a beautiful protection and a shield that you're putting yourself in and that keeps shaitan completely away. And whoever enters the house or starts a meal, you know, they could also seek refuge from Shaitan. And because Prophet said, When a man enters his house and the mention of Allah's name on entering and on his food, the devil says, You have no place to spend the night and no evening meal. But when he enters without mentioning Allah's name, the devil says, or shaitan says, you have found a place to spend the night. And when he does not mention Allah's name with his food, he also says, you have found a place to spend the night and an evening meal. And that is Sinan Abi daud Another thing that we can do is, remember that, our words are like arrows once they leave you can never return the arrow back so the arrow goes one way and it never comes back so when we speak to each other when we maybe get provoked to get a response out of you, someone is trying to cause an issue with you try to keep your speech to that level where If you feel like you're going to say something inappropriate or may cause an argument, try to remain silent. You're better off doing that than to say something that you're going to regret. And if someone hurt you or like you lashed out, your parents may get upset with you and you may have said hurtful things. We should remember that good speech is the characteristic of a Muslim and shaitan loves to stir Between us, you know, they have these regular meetings at the end of the day, and they would say that I caused such and such to argue, or I caused this married couple uh, to split up. You know, these are really big achievements for them. So we have to understand that whatever situation we're in, whatever living arrangement that we're in, Shaitan is always there and he's always trying to break things up And um, cause us to break ties We could also engage in supplications So remembering Allah If we feel like something is about to happen or we, You know, you get this bad feeling that something may possibly happen or Engage in dhikr, you know, pick up a tasbih Or just use your fingers and just pray Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar And sometimes just reading the Quran out aloud at home And you know these are simple antidotes That can really help and keep the shaitan away And again what you're doing is you're building that fortress strong around your chest, around your heart So that you're not allowing the shaitan to come into your heart The other thing you can also do is wake up for Fajr, you know, make a habit of that. So, you know, if you're not already waking up for Fajr, try to figure out a way to manage your time, which allows you to wake up for Fajr and you're not tired, you know, sleeping on time, sleeping early, trying not to spend too much time on your phone, especially at night, or any electronic device for that matter. That way your mind is at rest and it's relaxed, you know, and that way... Let's say if you want to go to sleep and you've had a really exhausting day and you want to relax and um, what you can do is set your alarm uh, for Fajr. If you feel like you can wake up just before Fajr then, you know, set an alarm for Tahajjud. So the inability of not being able to wake up for Fajr one of the things uh, is that your bed is comfortable. Try not to make it too comfortable to a point where You don't want to leave it, you know, because that is one of the first battles of the day. You know, like these weightlifters, (laughs) they lift weights and, you know, the world's strongest man and all that. But you're only the strongest person if you can lift that blanket for Fajr, you know, and that is your biggest test. And honestly, I find that the more you do that, the more you wake up for Fajr, the more you can appreciate the day more. Your day turns out so much better. You know, there's such a blessing in waking up for Fajr. It's just amazing. So, inshallah, you know, try and make that extra effort and uh, pray Fajr, inshallah. I wanted to relay this hadith to you as well from Riyadh As-Saliheen. Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, reported, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, A group of people, both men and women, whose hearts will be like the hearts of birds, will enter Jannah, which is from Muslim. It has been interpreted that such people are those who put their trust in Allah. Another interpretation is that these people are tender-hearted, and that is from Riyadh al 77. So, just reflecting on the Hadith also, that Allah doesn't look at our bodies or our faces But he looks at our hearts. He looks what's within our hearts. He knows what is within our hearts. He knows what we're thinking. He knows our deepest, deepest thoughts and worries. That is why we must turn to him. We must ask for forgiveness for the sins that we may have committed. Intentionally, unintentionally. Anything that we committed in secret or in open That Allah forgives us We're allowed these opportunities Because Allah is merciful And most kind So don't ever think That you are not good enough To turn to Allah You can turn to Allah Whenever you want Any time of the day He is there He is near And he will most definitely respond So protect your heart Take lesson in the hadith and also what it mentions in the Quran, also with regards to the heart, that we must protect it, especially from the shaitan. We must be in zikr, especially when we feel like something may, may go wrong or we want to seek protection. And Allah will protect us. And I leave you with that. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.